We've had success here with our undrafted free agents. Um, this year we had J.C. Jackson. David Andrews is a, is a captain for us now. He came in as an undrafted free agent. And so that's, that's an important time for us to identify the right players and to then get the deal sealed with them to bring them into our team so we can build a competitive 90-man roster. It's Monty Austin Fort, the new general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. He'll be introduced later today at 10 o'clock, press conference out in uh, Tempe. Uh, we'll get a lot of questions answered. But that was from a video, yeah. uh, Patriots video on YouTube from 2019 when he was the director of college scouting, talking about the importance of identifying undrafted free agents. Uh, after that season, he got bumped up to the director of player personnel for the Tennessee Titans and now the uh, ma- general manager of the Cardinals. Uh, I'll reiterate it. I love the fact that Michael Bidwell went outside the organization. Mm-hmm. With uh, Again, all due respect to Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson. They were the victims of a bad situation coming up through the ranks of a dysfunctional front office Probably ultimately cost those two gentlemen an opportunity at this job because that's how that's how bad things were, not by their own fault, but they had to go to the outside for this. Yeah, they had to. Yo, no, absolutely. I, I think anything else would be perceived as as really not being a serious organization, not really caring about winning. And, and I think that when you when you dial out the the amount of uh, derelict drafting that has gone on here, um, it, the, it, there has to be a full on house cleaning. Had to be. And so, yes, I agree with you. I compliment Michael Bidwill for for taking that particular step with Monty Austin Fort. Now, what it means with the head coach, we don't know, but Monty Austin Fort, so he's got the outside external hire thing that we need, which means he's going to bring a fresh look out here. Um, he, he's a guy that uh, he, he his first job, he entered under Charlie Casserly, Cliff, Clingsbury, <laughs> Josh, Josh, Josh Rosen. That was his first job. Then he worked for Bill Belichick, and he's worked for the Texans. He spent a lot of time in the in the Patriots organization, so you hope that means something. Clingsbury. Kingsbury. Clingsbury. Uh, so you hope it means something, and you think it means something. I just, I, I, I we don't know, but I think that you, you check the boxes. So I'm, yeah, I'm relatively enthused by this. Um Pending now, they've they've got to finish the job with the right head coach. Yes, uh, that's the next uh, that's the next step. Uh, Michael Bidwell said in a statement yesterday, "quote It was critically important for us to find the right person to lead us as general manager, and there's no doubt in my mind that we have that in Monty Austinford. He possesses every attribute of a successful GM." Passion, leadership, intelligent work, intelligence, work ethic, and his extensive experience has clearly prepared him for this role. We could not be more thrilled to have Monty and his family joining the Cardinals. Uh, now that he is in place, and uh, and and you know the introductory press conference will be today. The work is still there, and and the mission doesn't change. The mission, I believe, you have to keep this this thread going. The coach has to come from the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vance Joseph has been listed as a candidate for this job. I think Vance Joseph, in his four years as the defensive coordinator for the Cardinals, overachieved at times, especially two years ago when they were all banged up and somehow he turned uh, Dennis Gardeck into a sack machine. That mm-hmm. was that was impressive this year. When you hold the defense up against the offense, yeah, statistically they weren't good. They overachieved to a point where the offense underachieved all season long. That's that's a plus. But again, it goes deeper than that. 
Vance Joseph was part of the issue for the last four years. Yeah, part of the the room. Yes, Yes. part of the room. And as we've seen through Hard Knocks, he's had a very loud presence and voice on this team because that's who he is and that's who the former head coach was. And by the way, how about Cliff Kingsbury and his one-way ticket to Thailand, everybody? How about that? Yeah, why why buy a round trip when you don't know if you want to come back? And why would he? He's got the money. He'll be on a beach. <laughs> He'll be on a beach. There was no some, worries. Uh-huh. There were some photos uh, from said beach uh, that surfaced on social media. Oh, I didn't Are see that. Serious? Oh, yeah. Jarrett uh, sent them. He did not me. go to Thailand alone, perhaps? Hey. I don't know. Yeah. No, 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 no. He met he met his girlfriend there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's a fact. You don't so, have to yeah. speculate about that. Yeah. So. And they look like they're having a wonderful time. Or at least... Cliff wasn't in the picture, but I guarantee you he's having a wonderful time. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> For goodness sakes. Oh, okay. She has a great personality. Now, um, it is funny, though, that the initial report was like he uh, has been contacted by a lot of teams that want to you know, offer him or get a chance at an offensive coordinator position. And he just told them, no, I'm going to Thailand. I'm taking the, the year off, essentially. Like, do do you think that this? No, I, I don't know. Did he say that? He, no, he, he didn't said say I'm not interested right now. Not interested right now. But yeah. the, you know, this is the the sort of the cycle where coaches are hired and fired. If you're not interested now, I don't think he's going to. He be... just got fired. It's not. It's not usual for head coaches to be fired and then grab a a, a, a coordinator's job like that. That's not usual. No, although he did do that last time around. Got fired by his alma mater, and then it wasn't immediate. There was a little bit of time yeah. that passed because he didn't last his, his the last season. But, he didn't finish that year right, out with Texas. Tech. Right? Yeah, but it's that, but again, it, it's it, to me the, going from Texas Tech to USC. That's like a different world. That's mm-hmm. like a day. I, I don't think you just take another job in the NFL like the next day. I, I saw Mike Florio's report that hey, you better be careful because you know these 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 contracts. Coaches can't just be lollygagging. I, I'm like, what? What's then? What's the point of a guaranteed contract if it is indeed guaranteed? Can't you lollygag? Isn't that the point of it being guaranteed? Look, that it's guaranteed. How do you say lollygagging in Thai? That's a good question. P h u k e t. That's how you say it. Phuket. Yeah, that, that's the pronunciation. <laughs> that's not how I say it. <laughs> he just said Phuket. I'm yeah. going to Thailand. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I see. That's right. That's right. That's how you say it. So, um, yeah. Look, I, I, th- I thought that that was. You talk about a, an ending perfect for Hard Knocks, right? Buying a one-way ticket to Thailand. Oh, come see on. Him, right? Come on. I want to see him in his Ray-Bans with his little Gucci uh, <laughs> duffel bag. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's more of a Louis guy. Yeah, I don't, don't right. Yeah, I got, uh, I got no problem with Shoes, that. Shoes, no socks, it's just yeah. a ankle pants. Yeah. of how taxing this season was on everybody, including the guy in the head coaching position. And I'll give credit to Cliff Kingsbury. At the end, people are like, oh, he's worn down. You know, there was the report he may he may step down from all of this. That's how much effect this season has had on him. His demeanor didn't change. He was constant throughout. Some people well, say that that's a he negative. Got what he wanted. Yeah. If he was I, so stressed, he was thinking of walking away. Then getting fired is a victory. Would you have appreciated at least one blow up? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess that's another way to look at it. Wouldn't you have? It was. It'd be so out of character, though. But it would have been great. <laughs> you 
Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> single day tickets for Metallica's M72 World yeah, Tour are on sale yeah. this Friday. Hey, yeah! <laughs> 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. Two nights, two different sets, no repeat weekends. Uh, night one with Pantera on September 1st. Night two with Five Finger Death Punch on September 3rd, both going down at State Farm Stadium. Uh, coming up next, the Cardinals GM is in place. What about the coach now? How does the Monty Austin Ford hiring affect the possible pursuit of Sean Payton. That and more questions on the coaching front next. Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Pickley, Vince Murata. Pickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Generally speaking, if the quarterback is there, they're probably a team that's playing well, generally speaking. And so the... The teams that have openings, I'm not going to say are broken, but they've had problems. That's why right. there's an opening. Right. Um, and so I, I think that element's critical. The ownership element and um, and philosophically, you know, because they're and I've said this, and I hope it's, it's it's not looked at as an indictment on certain teams, but there are a number of teams. It's hard to win in this league, and, and it's certainly harder to win in this league if there's internal. Uh, problems before you, before you even play an opponent. That's Sean Payton, coaching candidate uh, now with Fox Sports on the herd, the Colin Coward radio show yesterday, still reiterating, okay, there's a speculation. What would Sean Payton be looking for in a head coaching position? Does he want full control of the front office? Well, he's never said that. Does he want to work with an established quarterback? Well, sure, that's always a plus, but he values ownership ahead of quarterback, and no, that last part of what he said, look, you don't want to go somewhere where there's a little dysfunction in the front office. How much of that dysfunction that the Cardinals clearly had in 2022, how much of that is erased by the hire of an outside general manager? What does that do now to Sean Payton's view of the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job? And when does said interview actually take place? Well, they're they're kind of lagging behind these other teams that are in the Sean Payton business right now. In fact, they weren't even when Sean was talking about it. The Cardinals didn't even come out of his mouth, no. and, it, and it led a lot of people to think, okay, that's either a sign that he's really serious about Arizona, or that Arizona is suddenly off the table. Here, here was that question from Colin Coward yeah. about what interviews he has upcoming. I've talked with a few teams. Mm-hmm. That's that's just done through permission with the Saints. Um, but I think this week would be yeah, it would be Houston, um, Denver, uh, later in the week, Carolina. Do you go there? Um, in, in, in some cases, depending on schedules, they'll come here. Or in other cases, Zoom. I might go there. End of the week, I'll go out to New York. I'll have a chance to visit with uh, Mr. Tepper in Carolina. Now, he doesn't mention Arizona, but he was listing teams, and Cowherd kind of followed up with another mm-hmm. question. So... Maybe he just didn't get a chance to Maybe. answer Arizona. Maybe. I mean, there's there's all kinds well, of things. Well, listen, there. The, the one thing the one thing that would make you think the Cardinals have moved on is they hired a GM before even interviewing Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Because if they were hell bent on on hiring Sean Payton, you would think they would wait until and they'd say, yeah, okay, what is exact what exactly do you want, Sean? Okay, we got that for you, Sean. That that's the that's the tip. That's the big indicator to me that the Cardinals are out of this thing. Um, but it, 
but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, uh, it's not a great thing because I think Sean Payton is uniquely qualified for the situation. But again, it, there, I'm sure there's a lot of guys who can find a way to hold this quarterback accountable. When you take a look at what are the biggest pressing needs this football team has, number one, external general manager from the outside, somebody who can rebuild this team and regenerate this team through drafts and draft premium positions and draft real talent and not be swinging and missing and swinging and missing and swinging and missing. That's what they need. So hopefully uh, Monty Austin Ford is that guy. The other thing they need is a real leader. Sean Payton isn't the only real leader available. No, true. So so that's what they need to find. They need to find somebody with that leadership gene and somebody who can hold this quarterback accountable by instilling some fear into this quarterback, by making this quarterback know it's not your show, dude. You're the quarterback here. We're paying you a lot of money. You're going to listen, and you're going to do what we tell you to do. That's basically what they need. And if And if not, you're going to sit your ass down. And that that's what they need here. So a lot of people have speculated, oh, okay, Brian Flores is out there. Wow, that's, that's an interesting name. Brian Flores spent three seasons in Miami. He's got a losing overall record, but in that last year and a half, he felt like an impact coach. Mm-hmm. It was definitely trending in the right direction. Yes. And then all heck broke loose with him and Stephen Ross. And then the lawsuit came about. There have been people who have speculated that, oh, wow, this this would be convenient. If the Cardinals hired Brian Flores, how could they possibly be on the hook for any charges Steve Wilkes makes against them in a Brian Flores racial discrimination lawsuit? More to the point, with hiring Brian Flores... Convince him to drop that lawsuit. Now, look, I, 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 the Cardinals are not going to hire a guy just because of legal um, benefits. I don't think. I think they're. Go- I think that's just an added benefit. I think Brian Flores might be a heck of a hire in Arizona. I am very, very intrigued by that. How much stock, if any, do you put into the fact that Brian Flores is showing up on one team's candidate list? Different. Yeah, I think I think there was a blackball uh, element to it. I think people, because he is interviewing for coordinator jobs. He is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, but again, it's it, what I remember of Brian Flores was he was really he received real high marks, not just for his leadership and his hardcore nature, but for his game planning. I remember there were people like who said this guy is really good in prepping for an opponent, which is something the last guy was not interested in. Is it weird that there's so few names though attached to the Cardinals? Yeah, I got the list point. the list in front of me, Jarrett, and you look at Denver and you scratch Jim Harbaugh off, but they had Peyton, Ryan's, Harbaugh, Morris, Quinn, Caldwell, Sean, Evero, Houston, Gannon, Steichen. I mean, everybody's got, you know, five to ten candidates. The Cardinals have four right now. Well behind every other team. Now, again, they were the only team of the five in this cycle who was also looking for a general manager. And Michael Bidwill clearly stated what his preference was. They followed that path. I think that the the list of names will grow. I I mean, I I think you have to do your due diligence. And, you know, to use the terminology Michael Bidwill threw out there, 
casting the net far mm. and wide. That's well, more than four candidates. Well, it, in a perfect world now, um, Michael Bidwell would lean on his new general manager because yep. that, to me, has got to be something that that if Monty Ford is interviewing and did interview for GM positions, you've got to have some candidates in your back pocket. That's part of the deal. You need to know and you need to be able to sell a vision to an owner as to what you would do. I mean, he's already had to tell Michael Bidwell, okay, wh- what do you look for? What's your philosophy? What would you do about my quarterback? What would you do about my head coaching vacancy? He's had to address all of that. I think in a perfect world, he needs to have the driving voice in this. Yeah. And he's been in the game a long time. It's not like he's coming from Lubbock. So he's got a lot of NFL contacts. <laughs> yeah, maybe that the question was answered with, you got to do everything you can to get Sean Payton. Look, I love Brian Flores, but if Sean Payton's available, guy that's won a Super Bowl, you got to go there. No, oh, we, yeah. don't, we don't know if that took no, place. No, and, and again, and I would like to believe that Sean Payton is still in, in play. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason to believe not. Uh, somebody who covers the New Orleans Saints, I read it this morning. He, this person said, no, this this the, all this does is make the Cardinals just like the Broncos and just like the Panthers. Yeah. That's all it does. Basically, yeah. yeah. They, teams that have general mm-hmm. managers already in place. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. It's open at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, the big stories of this Tuesday presented in Rush Hour Reboot form by Sarah Cazell. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Getting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. Welcome on into Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Every single day at 7.30, we get you caught up on the biggest stories of the day in what we call the Rush Hour Reboot. I'm Sarah Cazell with Dan Bickley. Hey! With Vince Murata. Hello, I've waited here for you. Hey, Dave Grohl. <laughs> Isn't that... It's amazing that he... Had that big hit, and then he re-released it as a sort of aca- not acapella, it's as a acoustic. acoustic, and it was a big hit again and really good. That's what happens with great songs. It's a good song. You've heard of uh, the concept Unplugged, Jarrett? Yeah, Eric Clapton with Layla did that. Oh also. yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that's Jarrett Carlin, by the way. I cannot wait to get back to destroying myself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. only two weeks away, yeah, baby. baby. Oh, two weeks away. Begins. You can do it. Dry January, solidarity. Day 17. Your willpower is commendable. Yeah. It's, it's not for me, but good for you. Long no, weekend. It's, not, it's not for anybody. <laughs> All right, let's get into the top stories of the day. Starting with the Arizona Cardinals. They've got a new GM. His name is Monty Austinfort. Monty Austinfort. He's been in the NFL for 21 years now. 15 of those years were with the New England Patriots. Um, started out in the scouting department, worked his way up there. He spent two seasons with the Houston Texans as a scouting assistant, went back to the Patriots, got a whole bunch of Super Bowl rings, and then uh, spent the last three seasons as the director of player personnel with the Tennessee Titans. Here is NFL Network's Ian Rappaport with the news yesterday. So the Arizona Cardinals now hire Monty Ossonfort, a new head man taking over for former general manager Steve Kime. And, of course, the first order of business for Ossonfort and owner Michael Bidwell, hire a coach. Oh, don't you worry, Ian Rappaport. We will get to that in just a moment. Uh, But something that we spoke about last week quite a bit was just the hope 
that Michael Bidwill would reach outside of the organization and hire an external candidate to kind of reset what's going on in the Valley these days. And he has done that. So uh, what do you think about the hire and what does Bidwill's willingness to reach outside of the organization signal to you? Yeah, I think that uh, I, on, on and of itself, I think it's a step in the right direction because it's an external hire. And I think that that was something that had to be done. And for those who don't think, oh, what's a big deal? They hadn't done it in 30 freaking years. Yeah. So that's what the big deal with that is. So so hopefully Monty Asenfort can build an awesome fort. Yo! <laughs> Hopefully one day we'll call him Monty Awesome Fort. <laughs> and if not, Awesome Fort, probably. Oh. <laughs> you know what's happening. You yeah. sold Jared's punchline. You just, yeah, you just you just made his day. I literally <laughs> just turned my mic on to Did make the same really? joke. Oh, yes. no, gosh, I've been on the show too long already. I gotta go. I can't. Um, look, Bick mentioned it being, he was at Michael Bidwell's press conference the Monday after Cliff Kingsbury was fired. And the Monday that it was announced Steve Kime was stepping away for health reasons and, and, and leaving the organization. And Bick walked away with kind of a reassured feeling on the direction of this because things got so sideways. You're like, how serious is Michael Bidwell about winning? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, yeah, I'm going to cast this net far and wide. And he did. He interviewed several different candidates uh, who are linked to this job, and he went outside the organization. I think that's significant. How it turns out, that's up to Monty Austinfort now. That's up to whoever they hire as the head coach. But, you know, first step, I, I feel a little re-energized, a little reconvinced that this is a serious organization. Because, again, uh, it, from where they were in early December of, of 2022, 2021, my years are all messed up. Um, yeah, to where they are now, it's it's night and day different. So I, I like the hire on the surface. Okay, and we will be hearing from him at 10 o'clock today. His yes. introductory press conference will be streamed live on this here station on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. So when you want to hear from Monty Austin Fort for the first time as the Cardinals GM, you will be able to do so right here at 10 o'clock. All right, let's get to the Cardinals search for a new head coach. Sean Payton is one of four coaches currently linked to the Cardinals, along with Brian Flores, Vance Joseph, and D'Amico Ryans. Now, NFL Network scene Rappaport, he was a busy man yesterday. He reported that Peyton interviewed with the Texans yesterday and has interviews with the Broncos and the Panthers coming up. Does that mean anything for Arizona? Do you think the Cardinals are out of the mix for Sean Payton, or is it just we'll schedule that once we get our GM in place and then we'll move forward? Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's anything official about it. I think personally it tells me they're out of the running for Sean Payton, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that case. Okay. Uh, the, my biggest concern is where they are in the pecking order of the interviews because they had other fish to fry first, if you want to use that expression. And the emergence of Carolina as a candidate, I don't think ultimately Sean Payton saying all he said about, you know, solid ownership would ever end up in Houston. Carolina is kind of a wild card, and they don't have a, a mm-hmm. great deal of talent. They don't have a quarterback position, but they got real solid ownership and a guy with incredibly deep pockets who wants to win, and that could make things difficult for all the other teams in pursuit uh, of, of Sean Payton. So that's that's where I'm at. I'm at on that one. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let's zoom out on the NFL postseason. Uh, quite a weekend. Three days of games. A lot of fun. <laughs> Dan Bickley, your eyes just got really wide yeah, when I said yeah. that. Uh, what was the most memorable moment or memorable performance from the Super Wild Card weekend? Either memorable in a good way or in a bad way. Ooh. I loved what a couple things stood out to me. Obviously, the Sam Hubbard play was the the second biggest single play swing in postseason history, right behind the James Harrison touchdown for the Steelers in the Cardinals Super Bowl game. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Um, on the flip side of it, Brett Maher missing four extra points, and and he missed his only extra point in the regular season finale too. He had one point, missed five straight extra points. Oof. That's got to be a record. Yeah, I think that the the supremacy of the NFC stands out to me. The fact that next next weekend's game, the number one seeds have layups, while the the two and threes are going to be massive showdowns. Cincinnati, Buffalo on one side, Dallas, San Francisco on the other. Um, I think the comeback. Back by Jacksonville was crazy. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that was nuts. And one of the things that stood out too, there was a couple of games where it was so refreshing to watch players, quarterbacks throw the ball down the well, field. Watching yeah. Brock Purdy throw the ball down the field. Watching Josh Allen throw the ball down the field. It wasn't always smart in Josh Allen's case. Well, there was and, some weird play calling going on. And, but yeah. And my final takeaway, as somebody who's got a lot of Minnesotans as friends, for Kirk Cousins to check down on fourth down. Ugh. Hey, it helped that pretty completion percentage, though. Mm-hmm. 31 of 39 or whatever it was, baby. Yeah. You need eight? I'll get you three. <laughs> how do you... I mean, that that's that's Kirk Cousins. And that's and how that your season nutshell. ends. Yeah. Is it check down? Oh, 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 you've got Justin Jefferson here. you got Adam Thielen here. Justin Think. Jefferson did not get targeted oh. in the second half of that game, did he? Oh. Vikings fans, I feel Certainly for you, not man. in the fourth it's quarter. Never, never, ever ends. Yeah, that's, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. Hey, speaking of brutal, the Phoenix Suns. Oof. Ah! They lost to the Grizzlies, 136-106 in Memphis last night. Uh, so they won the first game of this four-game road trip. Uh, against Golden State, they beat the Warriors on the road, but then they lost to the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, and then the Grizzlies yesterday. Here is the head coach, Monty Williams. What do you tell your team after such a tough road trip? The thing that I I stress to our guys, and I congratulate them, and I tell them how grateful we are. We just don't quit. I mean, we weren't making shots, but guys kept playing hard, and they continue to challenge each other. Um, we've been dealt a tough hand, you know, and everything you want's on the other side of hard. Man, you just got to keep going until you get past it. It's been a while since I'd heard that. Yeah. Me too. It's, it's certainly more applicable now than Indeed. it was in the past. Yeah. Indeed this is it what is. we've gotten down to. The guys fought hard. We, that's what I appreciate. Yeah. You can make an argument. games away from a championship 17 months ago. They gave up 136 points. How much How much fight did they yeah, have? Yeah, thank you. Right. right. Thank you. So there are only above three teams in the West right now. The Rockets, the Spurs, and the Lakers. What is frustrating you the most about the January 2023 iteration of the Phoenix Suns. I don't think you can ever prepare for a stretch like they've had from an injury standpoint. You just can't get ready for something that deep and that widespread. Mm -hmm. But let's just say they had. That's where my frustration lies. How... In the case of emergency, how equipped are you to stay afloat? Well, that is, yeah. that's not the case. They're no. not equipped to stay afloat. They certainly could have forecast an injury to Chris Paul. 
They certainly could have forecast that. Yeah, listen, I, I've got a lot of questions. I, it, it, to me, the amount, the amount of big issues that have happened to the Cardinals and the Suns in the last calendar year that the fan base has no idea what happened is mind blowing to me. In this age of which, information, yeah, which right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and somebody told me over the weekend, this is why you should have more tolerance for people who are fans of other teams who are not fans of the local teams. Mm. How how do you rebut that? How do you argue that? Yeah. If sports are meant to bring you joy, you don't have to be a martyr for your team. You don't have to be. You don't know them that. You don't have to be a martyr. You don't have to be a farter. There it is. He got his joke in. He got his joke in. Thank, thank good. Now we can move on. Yes, we can. Thank you, uh, Sarah. Thank you, thank you Jared. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Rush Hour Reboot every morning at 730. Coming up next, yes, Monty Ford spent a lot of time in New England with the Patriots in their front office. We'll get a closer look at the man from a guy who covers the Patriots very closely. Mike Reese from ESPN joins us next. It's Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Pickley and Murata. And Pickley and Vince Murata. Pickley and Murata mornings. Arizona Sports. We're about two hours and 12 minutes away from Monty Ossenfort being uh, introduced as the new general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. And that's a press conference you'll hear right here on Arizona Sports starting at 10 o'clock. But to get a closer look at the man who's taking over the front office for the Cardinals, uh, we go to where he spent 15 years in the New England Patriots organization. Who better to talk to about the New England Patriots then Mike Reese of ESPN, Nobody. who joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Mike, how are you? Good morning, Dan and Vince. I always get excited when there's a connection between the Patriots and something happening in Arizona, because I know that means we'll be talking. Yes, uh, and we always love having you on the show. So in your experience, Mike, tell us more about Monty Austin for what kind of a, an executive are, are the Cardinals getting in their new GM? Yeah, so let's start with what type of person, right? And And I would say... What, what a great experience as a reporter covering him and getting to know him. So he's from Minnesota, um, and I, I, I should be careful stereotyping, but I would say he has like a Midwestern sensibility and charm. Um, great family man. Um, his wife, Shannon, they have three daughters, and they've been through it, guys. I mean, he came up from the bottom. Like, area scout, lowest job possible. And to watch him grow, you know, along the way, take steps up the ladder, I would say it's been a very authentic and sort of organic growth. And, like, honestly, there was a part of me when I saw the news, I'm like, good for him, because he did it the right way, in my, in my view. And he's not like one of those self-promoters, you know, behind the scenes. He just let his work speak for itself, and, and I think that's I think it's going to be a great hire for the Cardinals. You know, a lot of people have made a lot about Bill Belichick's coaching tree and the level of expectations that comes with that is probably untenable. What does it mean to be trained as a scout, as a talent evaluator in Foxborough? So they, they have a specific sort of personnel system um, that is different, I think, than a lot of teams around the league. And, and I'll, I'll drill down and tell you, like, they're not like a blesto team. So there are teams that sort of share information and subscribe to these scouting surf, um, right. services. Patriots are like, we're doing our own system. <laughs> it's going to be unique to ourselves. Um, so that's the first thing that stands out to me. And I would say there's... Um, 
you might look at it and say, okay, he was at the Patriots. Here's who these, you know, they picked under his watch. Like that part, I would say, be careful with because there is a divide, in my view, between you scout the players, you provide the information to Bill Belichick, and ultimately it's Bill Belichick making the call. So you might really like a player, but if Bill Belichick didn't really like him, like that player's probably not ending up here. Mike Reese covers the Patriots for ESPN, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. In, in reacting to this news, Mike, Dan and I were both, and even before this news came out, we were very much in favor of the Cardinals due to the level of dysfunction we just saw in their front office and throughout their organization in 2022 going outside the organization. So the Austin Ford hire checks that box. Now, he was in Tennessee, the other team right now with a general managing uh, position open, yet the Titans let him escape. Escape. Do you think the Titans are looking at this as the same way? We got to go from the outside due to the dysfunction we just had, and maybe that cost Monty Austin Fort there. That that would that's a tough one for me to answer. I would say what when I look at it more from the Cardinals' perspective, and I think you'll see this at ten o'clock local your time. Steady, yeah. Like Monty Austin Fort is steady, clean. You know, like very calm. And so I, 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 you know, inside, outside, that's hard for me because I'm sure there were some great inside candidates, you know, that the Cardinals have that, that, you, that maybe it wouldn't be fair to hold that against them, that just because they were there, um, you know, that they wouldn't be the right candidate. So I think I, I would look more specific to what Monty brings, and it's that calmness, the steadiness um, that, that is a nice contrast to what you're talking about, how it's been a little bit of a rocky ride there. Yo, no doubt about it. This is really interesting to me because, like you said, there's a lot of groupthink and a, and a lot of teams subscribe to those services because I guess it's better to be like everybody else in case you fail. Tell us more about, about the Patriots creating their own system and, and what that might provide a guy like Monty. So, so the linkage between the personnel staff and the coaching staff. So, okay, you have your coaching staff. What do you want to play? Okay, what do you, what system, and what do you value in your players? And so now we can go out and scout those players and know what fits best for you. So you subscribe to a scouting service, and they might say, oh, this guy's a great defensive end, can really get up the field and rush the passer. Um, You know, we rate him as a first-round pick. Well, that's different than if I'm running, you know, a 3-4 defense, and my defensive end needs to be a 5 technique who can hold up against the run, but maybe stays on the field on third down to rush the pass. Like, I'm getting technical, guys, but that's, to me, the, the, the specific our own system, what we value, is going to be maybe a little bit different than the group think. Mike Reese from ESPN, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. Moving away from Austin Ford for a second, I had another Patriots question for you, Mike. Uh, and it has another Arizona tie to it. Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. The immediate speculation is, oh, he's going to end up as an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator somewhere, uh, even though he went to Thailand on a one-way ticket, <laughs> reportedly. But uh, you know, in, in the days that preceded that Thailand uh, news nugget, Mike, how much real interest do you think Bill Belichick and the Patriots had in bringing Cliff Kingsbury in as an OC? Transparency, guys. I, I don't know the answer because Belichick doesn't say much or tell anyone really anything. So you have to sort of use your instincts on stuff like this. And 
I put Cliff on my list of candidates just because of the prior link. He had been here before. Belichick has some background on him. And I think it would be hard for Bill Belichick to turn over his offense to someone he doesn't know or have a past connection to. But where I doubted, guys, where I doubted that it would really happen is Cliff runs a totally different offense than what the Patriots have done. And Absolutely. to be honest, yeah. when I've watched the offense, I haven't sensed that it's the cleanest, um, no. you know, a lot of penalties, yeah. and maybe I'm being unfair because I haven't studied it, but it didn't strike me as what Belichick would really want yeah. at the end of the day. Uh, you're yeah. totally fair, by the way, Mike. No, no, you're more than <laughs> fair. I've never understood why people could projected that as a possibility, given what we've seen uh, here in Arizona. All right, lastly, what are the Pats going to do with their quarterback vacancy? You know, that guy in Tampa might be available. Oh, all right. So here's the thing. If Tom Brady ever said, I want the Hollywood ending to come back, to where I started, like, obviously, they would have to at least have a conversation <laughs> up here in New England. And that's fun radio. Oh, yeah, we can oh, talk yeah. about it. Oh, but yeah. I, I will tell you what I think is more the reality and more the likelihood. Matt Jones entering his third year. Bill Belichick looks at how he handled this last year and ultimately came to the realization, I probably didn't do Mac any favors. The way I set up the coaching staff, mm -hmm. the way I revamped the system, I, I think Bill will look around and say, look what Trevor Lawrence did with Doug Peterson. Look what Daniel Jones did with Brian Dayball. We could go through some other examples. I got to give Mac better support and take 2023 and see what I really have in him. And then I think we'll, we'll, we'll get the long-term answer. Yeah. My thought would be after 2023 as it relates to Mac. But I think they're all in on Mac. So you're saying Brady comes back to New England as a 47-year-old. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> how, how, how great would it be, though, guys, if he ends up coming back and they still have Mac? Because he's only in the third year of a rookie yeah, deal. And you, and you wow. could almost have the best of both worlds if yeah. you're the Patriots. But that strikes me as the longest of long shots. Mike, thanks so much for joining you, us. Mike. Always good to talk to you. We'll talk again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Vince. Have a great one. You too. Mike Reese covers the Patriots for ESPN.com. Uh, does a great job doing it. He joined us on the Arizona Sports Line. Coming up next, the first blast of the week. The first blast with a new GM in place for the Cardinals. Bickley's got it for you next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.